You're watching the number one source for insight into the economy, stocks, cryptocurrencies, and revolutionary trends. From sea to shining sea and across the globe, this is The Cody Willard Show. Brought to you by TradingWithCody.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Cody Willard Show. I am Cody Willard. I will be joined today by the one and only Chris McHugh, my executive producer. And my main man, Piper, is in the house. Check, 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 testing. I thought I was going to kiss working. you. You guys are bromancing over there. Yeah, <laughs> That's you know, nice. You know, it's, a, it's hard work in here. Spend a lot of time together. Because, Chris... Well, you know, what's going on over here? What do you want to get hit on today? It's a time, Cody, the 2008 crash. We're marking that anniversary. Sad time. I don't know if it's an anniversary, not happy anniversary anyways, but a lot of people still haven't recovered from 2008. Cody, what you got? You know, Chris, it's remarkable looking back 10 years ago. And at the time, you know, it was it, the, the crisis started and the bailouts started that the banks and the uh, and the car companies. I don't know how many people remember that the car companies got 50 billion dollars of cash to save their horrible loans that they'd been making in their finance divisions back in the crisis. But there were more than one trillion dollars taken from the middle class and my children and my grandchildren and funneled it through the government to the banking class, to the billionaires, to the millionaires. And at the time, people were desperate for some leadership. And, and I even saw a thing the other day with a uh, quote-unquote liberal guy, economist, who was talking about his memories of this and how he was sure that Obama would come in and fix things. He would punish the bankers who had caused the crisis and recklessly lied about their balance sheets and and created these derivative junk things that, that many people that mo that the management at these banks knew was fraudulent and or junk. And they continued to lie about it and nobody prosecuted them. And the guy was so disappointed that Obama hadn't done what all of the great liberals out there thought he would do. And instead, he just wrote bigger checks to the banks. And what's crazy is that you fast forward to today, and instead of people being mad at Republicans and Democrats, the Republican regime, the Democrat regime, the Republican-Democrat regime, as I like to call it jointly, because they both wrote those billion and trillion dollar checks that took care of the shareholders of the giant banks, took care of the bankers themselves. Nobody was prosecuted for lying about their balance sheets and creating fraudulent products. And somehow people still think, well, the Democrats will be liberal and the Republicans will be conservative. It's both. And nothing has changed. The wealth disparity in this country has gone through the roof, Chris. Look at the economy in your community, Chris. What do you see? Do you see wealth disparity? Do you see billionaires running around in Teslas and guys at McDonald's working two jobs trying to keep their kids in shoes with no health insurance? I'm torn because the economy is booming, but I don't know who to thank for it. Trump and Obama both say, I should be paying them homage, if you will. 
Cody, which one? Which one Why should give I pay any, to? You shouldn't give any of them credit. The only thing they have done is redistributed the wealth. The government never proactively creates prosperity. They can simply redistribute that wealth. And that is what Republicans and Democrats and Obama and Trump have done and continue to do. And that is why at this very moment, yes, you know, the economy is going very well here. Corporations are hiring people. Unemployment rate, 3.9%, very low levels, historically speaking. Average hourly pay finally starting to creep up a little bit. People are making a little bit more money. But the fact is that the average middle-class home, household in this country in 2018, 10 years after the crisis, is adjusted, ad, in inflation adjusted, 20% to 40% less wealthy than they were in 2008. They have lost wealth. Salaries and wages make up a fraction of what they used to. They now account for 60% of middle-class wealth versus 70%. It's the assets that everybody's gotten wealthy on, the stock market, real estate. It is the things that they bailed out. It is the checks that they wrote, the trillion dollars that still, all of those emergency 2008 measures that were put in place are still here today. Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan are still getting trillions of dollars of subsidies and assistance and changed accounting rules in their favor. None of this has changed. The only thing that has changed is their share of the pie. The economy is going great. The markets are at all-time high. Asset wealth is at all-time high in this country, but middle-class people's share of it has declined, and they are poorer today than they were 10 years ago. The rich, the billionaires, the millionaires, the giant corporations, and the bankers, meanwhile, have seen tenfold five-fold, three-fold increases in all of the assets that they were levered up on back in the crisis that they got bailed out with, shareholders at these banks still getting their dividends. All of this stuff is why you are poor today as a middle-class person, but the rich are saying the economy's great. Corporate earnings are through the roof. And I've been saying for a long time, you got to ride this bubble-blowing bull market, Chris. But what it's, about my house? It, it, is the my house doing okay? The average wealth, the average person at home can can ride this these bubble and benefit from the bailouts is to try to get some of that corporate gravy train, or at least my middle class brethren houses prices going up a little bit. Do we have that at least, Cody? Sure. And again, you know, seven years ago in the midst of the crisis, I started buying real estate in New Mexico and wrote a lot about it for the Wall Street Journal and Market Watch about this. That was the, a great time to invest in real estate. I don't think. This is the best time ever to invest in real estate right now. Things are through the roof. But yes, if you're a middle class homeowner and you had your wealth increase a little bit because your house value went up a little bit. How about the guy renting a house, though? He doesn't even get the mortgage deduction right off. He's subsidizing the homeowner. I don't know, Chris. Dress drives me crazy. In the end, you look at your own life today and you tell me, is it better off than it was in 2008 or is it just at least not terrible? At least you're not panicked anymore. I bet it's close to the latter. Well, don't panic, be cool, and we'll be right back. A former CNBC and Fox News anchor, hedge fund manager, 
and the go-to stock market guest for The Tonight Show. Cody Willard and his stock analysis have been published in the Financial Times, The Wall Street Journal, Fortune Magazine, and many other places. Want to follow his secrets to investment success? Go to tradingwithcody.com. There you can get analysis on stocks, cryptos, markets, and the economy, a full list of Cody's positions, access to Cody's chat room, trade alerts every time Cody buys or sells, and much more. To find out more, go to tradingwithcody.com. Oh, Cody, Les is leaving CBS. I just hope that the guy makes out okay. Is he going to be fine out of this? Is he? How's he doing? <laughs> Les Moonves. Let's let's talk about how the the board at CBS has paid loose Les Moonves, loose Menves, for the last decade. The last ten years. CBS's stock has gone nowhere. As a matter of fact, it's down about 50%, 40% from its highs. While, I don't know, Netflix has gone up eightfold in the last three years since Netflix became a little bit bigger in market cap valuation than Netflix for the first time three years ago. Netflix is taking over the world. Meanwhile, CBS and their board are celebrating the fact that they're number one in a dying television industry. Broadcast television, viewership is down, and it's a secularly declining industry because kids don't watch broadcast television. So while Les Moonves, Luce Menves, so I like to call him after today, uh, I just made that up right now. It's just a slip of the tongue, but I sort of like it. Luce Menves has been paid a billion dollars in the last 10 years, even as my CBS's market cap has gone no, nowhere, and you know what the valuation of CBS is, Chris? Nineteen billion dollars. They have paid Les Moonves five percent of their entire valuation in the last ten years. That would be like Apple paying Tim Cook, the CEO there, fifty-five billion dollars in the last ten years to run Apple, and. You know, they haven't paid him that. I, uh, Tim Cook has become a billionaire running Apple in the last 10 years, but not 55 times over. That would be what, that's the equivalent to what this guy, Les Moonves, was making. Chris, it's a lot of money, but what's probably, you know, the, the, the sad thing is that there are real world people that work at CBS that don't make enough, again, to pay their health care. They don't make enough to keep their kids uh, in shoes. The guys that are janitors at CBS, the guy, the receptionists, many of them are making minimum wage. Yeah, and meanwhile, Les Moonves has had a billion dollars personally taken home, and they're writing him a $100 million severance check to leave in the midst of a scandal, Chris. Well, what would you say the new media model is? You're either huge in your CBS or your Netflix or you're a little guy. Is, isn't the middle in the middle kind of gone, that operation, like local over-the-air TV stations, radio stations, stuff like that? Is that the new model? Well, but Chris, what's interesting is, you know, with social media and blogs before that, email, the fact is that the world has shrunk. Distribution in media is free. It used to be very expensive to get distribution onto any, into anyone's home. You know, there were only three television stations for many years. And to this day, on television itself, 
it's a limited supply. There's only say a few hundred channels out there, whereas there are billions of blogs and billions of people on social media that can now broadcast and distribute their content a la the Cody Willard show right here, right now. You and I creating this show in this forum and then distributing it on broadcast television. Yes, we're getting picked up on broadcast. We're distributing it on all of the over the top networks. We're going to get, we just got accepted on Amazon channels. We're getting distribution all over. And in this day and age, that's what's important. What does CBS have? But a declining controlled asset in television channels. They have a lot of content. And maybe at some point they can start supplying content and do all of these other distribution outlets. But until they get more serious about distributing that content over the top, over the internet to the millennials and youth of the world, it's a YouTube kids world. You CBS is a joke. Nobody in Europe has ever heard of CBS. Everybody like, in Europe has heard of Netflix. YouTube. It's like a few years back when uh, ESPN bigwigs had them do market research, say how many cable subscribers are they going to lose? They said not too many. They re-upped all these deals with all these anchors, uh, all these uh, sports clubs, leagues, things like that. And now look at them. They can't shed employees fast enough. Well, and I'll leave you with this thought. You know, CBS has paid billions of dollars to the NFL to stay relevant also. And you don't think Amazon could come in there tomorrow and write a check three times larger than what CBS could and take the distribution rights away from CBS on the NFL? That might be the last straw. See you later, CBS. We'll be right back, people. No matter where you turn, the news is slanted left or right. That's why people are watching The Cody Willard Show. How can we create nonpartisan news using technology? He's an independent, free thinker. And pretend that poor people are on welfare when it's the rich people and the giant corporations that are using welfare. Whether it's investing or politics, he's trying to be objective. The Cody Willard Show. Watch the show online and download the podcast. You know what time it is? It's time for sports with my main man, Ross the Boss. Welcome back, Roscoe. What's cooking? Hey, I'm Ross the Boss, and I want to talk sports with you, cowboy. Week one, NFL football. Unbelievable Sunday night. The frozen tundra of Green Bay. Well, it wasn't really frozen. We had Chris. We had Al announcing the game. 20-0, Green Bay behind. Their quarterback goes into the locker room. He's carted away. Carted away. Second string out there, getting killed. Comes back at halftime. Superman appears. It's Aaron Rodgers. Comes on the field. With he, he brings the team back. Quick two, quick two touchdowns. He needed one more touchdown to win the game with two minutes left. What did he do? They won the game. Unbelievable. Ross, I was know, shocked. It was, it was. I mean, it was. I mean, this guy's the greatest football player playing right now. Not, hands down. I know you say Brady. You know, at, no one's going to argue that. Right? I mean, that was that was an unbelievable performance. But we've seen him do that against the Cowboys when he was gunslinging. We've seen him when he won the Super Bowl several years ago. He has been Superman before. You know what I thought was really cool is when he came back out on that field after the end of the second half, he went down and picked three pieces of grass that seemed to be sticking out. And I told Lori, I said, you know, he considers that his field. That's his home. He's got to go out there and defend it, and the grass better be perfect, too. I loved it, Cody. And the best thing was, he was carted away. If that was Tom Brady being carted away, 
people would say the worst things about him, saying, oh, that guy's a baby. He can't handle getting hit. He's 41 years old. But because it's Aaron Rodgers, he was carted away. He's like a folk hero. I mean, Green Bay, they're owned by the, the city of Green Bay owns the team. Everybody's like a stockholder of that team. So they love their Green Bay Packers. Without, without Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay's the worst team in the league. With Aaron Rodgers, they're a playoff contending team. It, That's it, right. It, it was unbelievable. Way, I, I mean, would mention uh, that I wish that, that is a model that Green Bay has with the ownership of the community actually owning the team rather than some stupid billionaire who's getting free stadiums built so he can pay players $100 million. Green Bay is paying their player $100 million and using taxpayer money, but at least it is the community that actually nets the profits besides what the big checks they're writing the players with the welfare money while they're people in Green Bay and Madison and everywhere else, Wisconsin, there are hungry people who are paying are taxes. People. Nope. And, and Cody, there were seven new coaches that started the NFL season on on Sunday. Their record on Sunday, 0-7. Not <laughs> one of the new coaches won a game, which is unbelievable to me. If, if you went to Vegas and bet all the new coaches to lose, you would be a very rich man, a man right now. You know, Russ, it's, and, it's interesting. John Gruden, right? He's another $100 million man. Just got a check from the Raiders who are going to get billions of dollars of welfare. The owner is, Davis, is going to get a, several billion dollars of welfare from the people of Las Vegas since the Oakland got tired of paying them that much welfare. Meanwhile, the, the they paid Gruden $100 million and Khalil Mack was... Do they let him go because they wouldn't pay him. And you saw the damage he was doing in the first half of that Green Bay game. He scored a touchdown. Mac was unbelievable. The Rams wanted the draft picks. I mean, the Rams. The Raiders wanted the draft picks. I understand the whole philosophy behind it. It's money. They didn't want to pay the big contract. They wanted to save for some other players. I get it. It's football. It's it's finances. But Mac is unbelievable. And the and your Cleveland Browns, Cody, I got to hand it to you. They, they, they have the best start they've had in, in 14 years. They tied... The Pittsburgh Steelers, you picked them to, to at least win eight games this year. They tied their first game. Congratulations, Cody Willard. I, I'm, on, I'm well win. on my way to uh, prediction glory. I wish I'd bet on that. Uh, I made the Me bet too. in Vegas when I had the chance. Ross, you got any predictions for this weekend? Yeah, you got one minute left. Updating. Let's bet some stuff. On college football, I was undefeated last week. I took New Mexico. I took the points. I covered. You said Wisconsin would cover. They Dude, didn't. You covered by but three points. New Mexico lost. Matter, I won. Willard, won. I won. I won, Willard. <laughs> Let me tell you, this week, New Mexico's playing New Mexico State. I'm taking the Lobos again. I'll give the five points to the Aggies. I have a friend that went to New Mexico. His wife went to New Mexico State. They're not talking this week. They're very angry <laughs> with each other. I'm taking, I'm taking New Mexico, though. The other team I'm taking is Arizona State. They're playing San Diego State in San Diego. We're taking Arizona State. They covered last week. They won last week. They beat Michigan State. They're in a roll. They're giving five points. Give the five points away. TCU is at home against Ohio State. We're taking TCU plus 14. NFL, the Bengals Roscoe, play tomorrow night. Bang, thank you Bengals for being here. That's your picks. Team. See you, everybody. We'll be right back. A former CNBC and Fox News anchor, hedge fund manager, and the go-to stock market guest for The Tonight Show, Cody Willard and his stock analysis have been published in the Financial Times, The Wall Street Journal, Fortune Magazine, and many other places. Want to follow his secrets to investment success? Go to tradingwithcody.com. There you can get analysis on stocks, cryptos, markets, and the economy, a full list of Cody's positions, access to Cody's chat room, 
trade alerts every time Cody buys or sells, and much more. To find out more, go to tradingwithcody.com. Chris, what time is it? It's mailbag time. Oh, I feel like Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy, y'all know what time it is. It's time for Cody's mailbag. Where's my clock around my neck, Cody? Here's the first question. Do you think the seemingly selective banning of certain users by Twitter will have any meaningful impact on users leaving the platform? Chris, speaking of Flavor Flav, one of my biggest regrets from television was the day that Flavor Flav came in to be on the happy hour. They'd spent months booking him so I could interview him. I woke up sick as a dog and had to call in sick. And my compatriot at the time, uh, Eric Bowling, a little bit more conservative, less hip-hop kind of guy than even me, uh, did the interview. I didn't get to meet Flavor Flav. Your question, though, Twitter and the idea that people are being banned. And is this something new? It's certainly partisan fodder right now. And I'm partisan predated, preyed upon by all kinds of people on Facebook and Twitter. Every time I put up anything, even just a beautiful video of my daughter and I playing somehow turns into partisan fodder and liberal versus right and Obamacare. And look, don't be a partisan predator, number one. But beyond that, what I decided to do when people are doing all this about Twitter and freaking out and is Twitter a passion of free speech anymore or not? And go back five years ago. I went back to Google and searched Twitter bans user from 2011 to 2014. I found articles like literally quote Twitter free speech champion to selective censor. It could have been written yesterday by a Republican so-called conservative website. Uh, today, Twitter Firestorm as site bans journalists for NBC criticism. This was in 2012, people. Six years ago, they were freaking out about that. Ooh, Luis Suarez banned soccer player. Twitter explodes. It's a headline. And Twitter users, a guide to the law. That was an actual article written six years ago. Maybe some of these people that are getting banned should consider reading the law, following the law. Don't harass people. Be nice. Be civil. Beyond following the law, be a good person. Let's let's be a little more cordial. Don't don't be a partisan predator and don't be a predator at all on social media. I'm sick of being preyed upon. Look, be cool, man. Think things through a little bit. The Republicans and Democrats both bailed out those banks 20, in 2008, and the economy's doing okay because you're the one working. They're redistributing your wealth upwardly most of the time. People worry about entitlements. You should worry about corporate welfare entitlements. That's what's bankrupting the country. Thanks for watching, everybody. Peace, love, and happiness.